Hey guys, it's Tamara and Lindsay, and you're listening to Take Me to Chelsea, a podcast where two Canadians rewatch and discuss the hit UK reality show Made in Chelsea. Today, we're going to be discussing our season two finale, episode 10, Here's to Friendship, which originally aired on November 21st, 2011. Okay, things are happening this week. As Millie and Hugo grow closer, Kagi drops a huge bombshell and reveals that Hugo and Rosie did actually hook up. And we get to see Millie call them out in the most dramatic scene probably we've seen to date. <laughs> Gabby is back in action this week, quite literally. She hooks up with Jamie and then has an epic showdown with Cheska. Louise, meanwhile, isn't too happy to hear about Jamie's uh, extracurricular activities and gives him the ultimate cold shoulder. Finally, we have Spencer and Keggy with a heartwarming reconciliation, which just leaves us to wonder, what does the future have in store for those two? So let's pop that champagne. So, best episode ever, maybe? Best episode ever, for sure. Like, every scene was good. Every scene. I know. Why couldn't they have been doing this the whole time? Even scenes with, like, Francis and Mark Francis, which are usually, like, the dead weight of the show. They, like, putting them together was a good idea. That worked well. Yeah. They're so funny. The boys, even stupid scenes, like the boys picking out the presents for, or the present for Francis so funny yeah and the ollie cheska binky going bed shopping they took like a nothing scene which they always like set up and it was just like a great scene it was so funny the boys were so funny everything was just awesome (laughs) i think i think this is my favorite episode of made in chelsea i'm gonna be bold and say that it probably is if we think about it like scene to scene because I know like we're looking forward to next week's but I don't know if like every scene was this good no definitely not like the next episode is kind of like the tail end it resolves a little bit of stuff but this for sure just packaged up everything that happened in this season and put a little bow on it yeah so I think this would be I guess I mean we've had parties but this is the first I think big theme party we have which becomes a running thing on the show Mm-hmm. But you can tell it's kind of new to them. It's kind of funny because they were all like really excited about the theme. <laughs> and nowadays yeah. it's just like there's like the most outrageous themes and everyone just goes with it. It's like costume parties. But you could tell like this. Everyone was like super excited about it. It was a really cool theme. The Great Gatsby. Um, everyone looked amazing. I just thought it was a really and they spent so much time. I think it was like almost a third of the episode was actually at the party, which was. It was, like, probably the most epic party that they had. <laughs> yeah. So so diving into our first topic, let, let's let's talk about our trio. Or I guess our quad, because Gabby's in there as well. But you know what? It was nice. Is this was, like, the return of the trio in a lot of ways. Because that organic chemistry was back, and there was no awkwardness. There was no, like, binkies ditching. They were just getting along super well, the three of them. Yeah, it's just nice to see. Yeah, I guess the, the last episode they were 
reconciling like back to normal and this is like just them being themselves again yeah and and so Cheska's moving in with Ollie what were your thoughts on that I thought it was pretty normal I was like of course because Cheska and Ollie seem so tight especially through the Binky stuff it was always Cheska and Ollie talking and Binky was on the outs yeah why was Gabby so not surprised like, why was she so offended if they're all just friends? Does she think Cheska's into Ollie suddenly? I don't know, because, yeah, I think what she, was, what she was saying at the end was she took it personally. Like, Cheska was rubbing it in her face a bit, which I don't agree she was. Yeah, but what what doesn't Gabby take personally? Like, she takes everything personally. I know, everything's about her, right? Everything. <laughs> so annoying. But I feel like something must have been going on behind the scenes because... yeah. All of a sudden now, Cheska comes in from the get-go and is kind of like establishing she is not on good terms with Gabby. Gabby is being has been weird. Um, she's been doing really weird things, which, I mean, we can we know Gabby's been a little, you know, all over the place, but I feel like there's some things we haven't seen that Gabby must have done, even weirder. <laughs> yeah, I kind of tripped on that too, thinking, okay, it's been like a while since the whole music video debacle. But then I remembered when we first watched it, and that was so crazy that I feel like it stuck with you. So it did, when I remember the first time I watched that, that didn't seem weird. It didn't seem like, oh, what is Cheska referring to? It was like, yeah, Gabby's been nuts this season. Like, what is she doing? But then they've had scenes since. I know. So maybe, like, the seats that they've had were just, you know, set up for the show. So they shot them. I think Cheska's reacting in general to how Gabby makes everything about herself and Ollie. And it's not. This is Cheska moving in with a friend. It has nothing to do with Gabby. Just, like, shut your mouth. But I guess at the same time, I mean, we are, we like Cheska. We're, like, I think actually big Cheska defenders in this and everything that's happened. Yeah. But I feel like she's quite rational. I think though we do have to consider that she's always at the center of issues. <laughs> so I kind of wonder what she likes to play up because with the whole Binky thing, Ollie was mature. You're just like, you know, she'll come back. He wasn't being catty. He wasn't like talking about it. That's true. And that was about him too he was involved in that and now with this situation it's his ex yeah and binky's like friendly with both and ollie's like wants nothing to do with the drama and it's just cheska it's cheska's drama now (laughs) yeah but i think cheska is a little bit more mature maybe in that she doesn't just push things under the rug like if she if there's a problem she'll come out and say it and she doesn't i don't know that she necessarily does it in the most dramatic way but She's not one to hide. If something's wrong, she's going to speak to mm-hmm. it rather than just be kind of rude. But yeah, you just wonder if this was like had to escalate to the point that it did. And, yeah. you know, we hold Gabby accountable. I'm not saying it's not warranted. I mean, Gabby has demonstrated odd behavior, but mm-hmm. I think this is like a common thing. I think Cheska does, yeah, have a lot of drama. Because, yeah, maybe that is just her personality. She can't let things go. Yeah, and and we have to remember, too, that she's trying to keep her relevancy on a TV show. So true. this is what this is for. You do confront. So maybe she's kind of given that torch of, okay, there's drama. Gabby's not going to say anything. You yeah. have to call Gabby out for what she was. She Gabby gets to be a little bit rude, and you have to call her out. Yeah. And we see that kind of relationship play out. 
Speaking of Gabby, so she sleeps with Jamie. And where did this come from? Like, when did they even hang out? Well, I feel like I guess uh, Chelsea is a uh, small little incestuous crew. I just, like, imagine it being, like, at a party. Yeah. But, yeah, everyone was pretty surprised. So it's not like this was a thing that anyone expected to happen the reactions of everyone were so funny the guys reactions so funny i love ollie and (laughs) ollie and jamie talking about it and just like oh i took her off your hands and he's like you said it not (laughs) when he's like i passed the get real a torch (laughs) yeah but unlike jamie gabby's like proud of herself for sleeping with jamie like she gets there and is like oh i've got a little goss i'm like oh gabby (laughs) Because Jamie's one of the it boys, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a fine line. Like, I didn't want people to be making fun of Gabby, you know? I was like... No, I didn't want that either. You don't want to... Yeah, no, you don't want one person to be proud and one person to be ashamed. That's... that's No matter how I feel about Gabby, I would not want that for her. Of course not. No, because the guys were borderline rude about it, but... Yeah. I mean, it was such a funny reaction. They were just so taken aback. It was so funny. I know, and Jamie didn't want to say. He was just like, nope, don't. He was like trying to like cut padlock <laughs> off, like, I don't want to talk about that here. And Hugo's eyes just like widened. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I love when Gabby's talking to Jamie and she's so like flustered and she's like, oh, joyful. And it's like, oh my God, it's so uncomfortable. So I guess that leads into then, because Jamie, you know, he's probably slept. With other women since Louise has been gone. Oh, for sure. Gabby's the one that's being acknowledged on the show. Louise comes back, of course, has heard about this and is kind of pissed. I think she's embarrassed, but I don't even know why because it's not like they were serious. They were had went like two dates. And then she's gone and like, I don't, I feel like she was pining even still more after Spencer than Jamie. You can tell she's so upset about Spencer. Still. I know. It's weird because Louise wasn't really in this episode. I think she did, there wasn't time for her. <laughs> but because there's so much else going on. But she was probably cut. But that one scene with her and Spencer, like, you can tell. Like, you know how we, like, know her, know her in quote super well now? You can tell she was very upset. Like, she cannot handle being with around Spencer. No, I know. She's always kind of looks glum. Like she's going to cry. Yeah, yeah, she does. And Spencer knows he has that power over her. Yeah, so obviously Louise and Jamie, that's leading to something. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep her one brief moment where she shows up at the train station. Or he shows up at the train station with flowers. Like, that's it's got to be leading to something. Otherwise, it'd be a non, non-issue. But of course, Jamie's sleeping with other people. I think it was just who it was that she's embarrassed because it's the same show and... Louise has been ditched by Spencer, and now Jamie slept with Gabby. Yeah, I feel like this is a pretty much a showmance. Like, Jamie's doing it for the show. Louise is aware of that, but you can't help but kind of be... But she's aware that she's being played on the show a bit, so it makes her reputation look bad, and she obviously cares about that. Um, But I feel like Jamie's a lot like Spencer. Like, they always want to go for the girl, but they're just totally not ready for a girlfriend yeah. so we don't i don't believe jamie wants a girlfriend right now but you know we know he'll just go for it completely yeah because he likes the game it's fun for him i think okay so spencer and Kagi. we left them in this place last time where spencer was not willing to talk to Kagi. 
she was feeling quite abandoned and she had taken his friendship for granted, air quotes. <laughs> oh, for, for granted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny to see them relegated to one scene at the end. When, you know, like they've been so key the whole time. I know, they got shafted. <laughs> it was a really nice scene, though. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, it, they've come a distance. I don't know if it was just time and space or they've seen each other since, but there's more of that love back between them. Spencer's not as full on. He's not pissy with her. He just kind of tells her how it is, which is, you know, I will always essentially love you. We're going to stay in each other's lives. You know, you can have your friend back, essentially. He was quite full on, though, too, a bit. He was like, you're the most important person to me in the world except for my family. Other than my family. I know, oh, but it made me sad. You're so important to me. You mean the world to me. Like, he was laying it on. I don't know what she thinks. I think it's easier for her to be like, I just want your friendship. But, like, when he says things like that, how can she not understand his feelings? But you could say that. You could say that without it being... A romantic sense like obviously Spencer is saying it with romantic spin but I could see where she hears that in a slightly more friendship way like regardless of what's going on between us like you are so important to me and that's what matters at the end of the day that's kind of the vibe I got from it more than kind of the back of the yacht in in the south of France confession of love yeah I think he had he's in check a bit now because she kind of put him in his place but yeah I think it was him admitting, like, I can't stay away from you. So yeah, <laughs> I'll take I'll take it, what you can give me, basically. I also got Downton Abbey vibes from their meet outside. I don't know if you remember this, but the in I think it's the third season. No, second season, Matthew proposes to Mary outside. And it looks like they're obviously in the 20s, too. And it was just, I don't know. I thought it was like a parallel. They were trying to pull. The similar house. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. But yeah, it's it's interesting that Spencer and Kagi, there's not a ton to say in at this particular moment. We'll talk, there will be more to say, of course, but right now they seem to be kind of back on track. Yeah, they're in a good place. It seems like they can continue their friendship and Spencer shouldn't expect anything more. Based on, I mean, what's been said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get down to it then. Our real, the real reason... We are here today to talk about our trio, Millie, Rosie, and Hugo, or the most important duo with like the annoying third wheel who won't let it go. Yeah, so we go from Millie realizing she still has feelings for Hugo. For now, it seems... You are blasting right past it. I was going to go like scene by scene. <laughs> no, in the beginning scene with Kagi and Millie, or Kagi and Rosie. Yeah. She's like, I still have feelings for him. Yeah. But but did you notice how Kagi right away was cautioning Millie about Hugo? Like, I think she already knows at this point. I feel, what I feel like she found out between the scene where the bench, when they're on the bench and Rosie and Millie reconcile, then between the scene where Millie, or mm-hmm. sorry, Rosie and Kagi and Amber were talking. Kagi seems to change there. Right. Yeah. Kagi's definitely watching Rosie with with a look. And Kagi looks just like really sad. Like she can't, she's not good at hiding her emotions. That's such a tough situation to be in. 
I feel bad for Kagi. Like, she knows something that's going to hurt her best friend so badly. And she's friends with all of them, too. Like, she is friends with Rosie and Hugo, too. Yeah. So I think Kagi actually does the right thing here by telling Millie when she's certain that Millie's not just going to let it go. Like, maybe she could have said, okay, I'm going to spare my friend the hurt if as long as she doesn't need to know. She's just over Hugo and she's moving on. She doesn't need to know that her best friend stabbed her in the back. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe you should know that. Maybe that's not the right call, but... I feel like she did it in a pretty dramatic way for the show, like, telling Millie on camera at the party. Yeah. I feel like she could have maybe... Well, definitely before the party or after, but could have gone to Hugo and asked Hugo to tell her. Like, been like, Hugo, you have to tell her. And you should be the one to tell her. Yes. Although maybe, and this is just conjecture here, but maybe she was telling Hugo behind the scenes, like, you should, that he probably would have addressed it before then. I don't know. I think, like, I think maybe Kagi, yes, was obviously influenced by the show to do it that way. But I think maybe in her head, she also reasoned that I don't want to make my best, I don't want to allow my best friend to make a fool of herself. Like at this party, what if Millie had kind of told Hugo she's still in love with him and she wants to get back together? Like we don't know that there wasn't that part of the conversation. I just can't really see a situation where Kagi knowingly hurts Millie in such a public way unless in her head she's able to kind of justify it and say, Yes, this isn't great. It's not just for the show, though. I'm trying to save her from X, Y, Z. Yeah, I always wonder how these things go down behind the scenes. Yeah, me too. I'm just so curious. It'd be really nice to have more insight. Because I think sometimes the producers know and they set it up. Sometimes maybe the producers don't know what's going to come out in a conversation. And then it becomes like a thing. But this just seemed very orchestrated, right? Like, every scene at the party seemed very orchestrated. So it seemed like Kagi was set up to tell her here. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the reason, again, I keep coming back to this, but, like, Kagi just can't deal with it. Yeah. Like, she doesn't like being in that position, and it's not worth it to her, but... Wants to leave. Yeah, she's clearly so uncomfortable throughout the episode, When at least when we think she knows. Mm-hmm. She's struggling with it like when to tell blah 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 but you know what also annoys me is when okay so flashback before she tells millie and there it's millie hugo alice and padlock at the bar yeah and earlier it's just millie hugo and spencer and you can see in spencer's face that he knows the truth and i feel like almost hugo is worse here because hugo completely denies it and asks if she's apologized to rosie yet and you look at Spencer, he almost looks like pityingly at Millie. Like, I think he, I feel like Hugo went a step too far there. Maybe Hugo thought it would never get out and this is how he should act, but really. Well, I feel like, okay, Hugo's the most at fault for sure. Oh, for sure. So I do feel like Rosie getting the brunt of it at the party was a little bit unfair. But Rosie, so if it's been since Monaco... We don't know when Monaco was, but it, but it was before Morocco, right? So, cause she called um, Rosie out. She was like, "Have you guys been doing stuff?" Cause she thought it was since they broke up. Yeah. So this whole time, Rosie's been like, 
denying it really rude to Millie, really rude to Millie, and also saying, Hugo and I are such good friends. We have such a good relationship. We're so close. At Millie's expense. I know. It's so gross. Like, Millie doesn't have that. This whole time she's carrying that secret, that's messed up. (laughs) I know. So shady. And I don't know what, like, Rosie thinks, what leg she thinks she has to stand on by being so uppity about her and Hugo's relationship. You know what? Rosie just never took Millie and Hugo seriously. That, That has to be the foundation of all of this because then she wouldn't have she wouldn't have done it if she thought she was getting involved in like a real like love story here and like hooking up with someone's significant other that was a serious relationship plus she constantly compares herself to Millie like oh well I think she looks at you know Hugo and I and sees that we were able to recover like you you don't put yourself on the same level no a relationship versus a crush that's ridiculous so I feel like there's some serious like break in the understanding Rosie has of of Millie and Hugo's relationship because it just doesn't make sense yeah even if she downplays it because maybe she feels like Hugo is more hers because of what happened before her Millie and Hugo got together Mm-hmm. Millie's still her friend. I know, but you—that's like a bad behavior for, towards like an enemy, not even just like a friend. Is beyond that. I know that's what I mean. So it's like even if you don't take the relationship seriously, like that's still one of your best friends. Like how can you treat them so poorly? No, I just don't understand that. The only thing I can think to possibly excuse—not excuse, but like mitigate Rosie's behavior—is the thought that maybe. Well, if we do know this, but like Rosie knew that that Millie cheated on Hugo. So maybe it happened like before the breakup, but after that happened. So at this point, Rosie doesn't take Hugo and Millie that seriously. Mm. She's like, oh, well, I know Millie cheated on Hugo. And without knowing maybe the details of their relationship and what drove Millie to do that, she just sees, okay, bad relationship. They're not getting along. Millie's Millie's cheated on Hugo. Hugo wants to cheat on Millie. You know, I kind of got dragged in there for a moment, didn't go any further, and now I'm just trying to cover my hide a little. Like, it's not it's not great. It's not great behavior, but mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of the circumstances Rosie found herself in. Bad. Like, it's still bad, obviously. But yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, because this is kind of like black ha- black hat like, bad guy behavior to, like, what she's done. I know, like, we've been saying, like, there's nothing rede- been redeemable about her behavior. It's just hard to... Yeah. It's hard to, like, find her good side or, or just find where she's coming from at all. I know. Just, like, haven't even seen any soft side of her or any side that indicates, like, she's empathetic to anybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's the struggle with like reality versus scripted is in a scripted show, we just say, okay, that's the bad person. She's just bad all the way through and she doesn't care and you leave it at that. But when it's a reality, you kind of go, well, this person doesn't see themselves as a bad person. Mm -hmm. So what's driven them to this behavior that is so inexcusable in our eyes? Like how could, you know, I don't think Rosie would consider herself a terrible person. And it's always Millie's, like, always having to make the effort to make things right. Like, every time. It's like... I know, I know. And especially now, knowing that that happened, it's like, Rosie could have taken any one of any one of the times and been the bigger person and approached Millie to reconcile things. It's always Millie. I know, I know. I think she's still mad at Millie. I think maybe she... 
feels like Millie thwarted her potential relationship with Hugo. Like, why else does she keep harboring on how close she and Hugo are? Like, I feel like there are some residual feelings there and maybe some residual animosity towards Millie for getting together with Hugo and then breaking up shortly after. Maybe Rosie's like, whoa, you messed this up and you've messed it up for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, you're right. Like, why wouldn't she, knowing what she's done to her, at least try to be kind? Like, not just so dismissive and so offended all the time whenever Millie tries to have, like, this one-on-one connection. I don't know. Hugo Hugo is the bad guy, though, in this. In this. He's trying to have his cake and eat it, too. And when when she confronts him about it and is basically saying to him, like, before we find out everything... Just that it's really confusing to be around him. He's like, oh, I'll try to be a better friend or whatever. Like, that's not the answer she's looking for. No. No, because I don't feel like he, like, ultimately wants her, you know? No, I don't think he does either. She's like, I think, I mean, I felt like I've been in this position. You're like, you're willing to take anything, like, when they're being affectionate as, like, such a hopeful sign. But that's just them wanting attention. Like, that's them wanting attention in the moment yeah and based on what hugo's actions i mean his words and what, how he's speaking to spencer and stuff yeah like he is not where millie is so i think again keggy knows that too yeah it just breaks my heart watching her being like keggy like what do i do like she's like she's so in it mm-hmm. it's so hard to be like that deep and deeply involved in something and then have this kind of slap across the face of like I I can't not deal with this but I don't know how to get out of my feelings and everything on the show too. yeah yeah knowing that too is like that's a I think another blow because you know they're Chelsea folks reputation is huge right so now Millie's gone through all of this I know all of this crap before and then has to have it revealed to her like in this way that her best friend and her boy like her love of her life have done this <laughs> like it's just gutting and then I felt I felt bad because I don't I don't know that like Kagi reacted in the way that she she kind of just stands there and looks at her like with pity in her eyes but I mean, if that was you, I would, like, give you a hug. I'd, like, cart you off and be like, we're not doing this. Like, we're not filming this stupid, like. Yeah, well, they had a hug. But then, yeah, then it was, like, end seed. Okay, Spencer, enter. And then Keggy was off with Spencer. And I was like, okay, yeah, if that was us, like, that would never happen. No. Which is, yeah, I feel bad for Keggy because I feel like she's just not, not, not great in front of the cameras. Like, she's great in front of the cameras. But I feel like she doesn't know how to handle, like, that sort of situation and to be fair I don't know who would know how to handle that situation like do you immediately like you know hold your best friend and like make a beeline for the door like I feel like that's the human thing to do and I'm sure what she wanted to do but you can't you're in the middle of a scene like that's ye definitely don't envy that situation and then the toast which is great beautiful television wonderful but holy, like, <laughs> directed at the, well, maybe it's not directed at the wrong, well, it should have been directed at both. I think it was directed at but both. But I guess Rosie has been so awful. Like, yeah. Rosie has been exceptionally awful to Millie. So she, 
definitely deserves a bit of this. <laughs> it's true she does, but I understand what you're saying in terms of like it's always the woman who gets blamed for these yeah. things when really it was the man who he cheated on her. This isn't it would be a totally different situation if they'd been broken up. Yeah. Then it would be like, okay, you're my friend and you hooked up with my ex, that's not okay. But at that point Hugo would have had no real loyalty necessarily to Millie. Right. But this was, yeah, mid relationship, not acceptable for either, but the girl gets the brunt of it because that's what we apparently mm-hmm. always have to do. Mm-hmm. But did you notice when they came out at the end with the fireworks, Rosie had been crying? You can see it in her eyes, they're red. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, that's like a brutal way to get called out. <laughs> yeah, and and Rosie just looks like, oh my God. And she like looks immediately to someone. I don't know who she looks to, but. She looks petrified. But I hated that end scene with the fireworks. It's so stupid. Millie sobbing dramatically. Everyone's a few feet away. It was just kind of, I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> I know. It's so cringy. Cause it like, should have been her and Kagi like driving away. And like Hugo and Rosie were watching the fireworks like after that. But like, it was so stupid to have Millie there too. No, you're, you're 100% right. It should have been, she gets in like, they're both outside and like the, they get in a car and like drive away and like you can see yeah. her crying back on or whatever to get your cinematic quality but yeah just standing there sobbing and hugo's just like 10 feet away it's weird it's so weird it must have been really weird to film too like you're you're probably know, super just... aware that it's just like you're making like almost like a movie yeah but oh goodness okay anything else you have to talk about before we wrap Oh, I guess we could briefly mention, as an aside, Alice and Proudlock seem to be continuing their thing. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, they're coming. So it's like they're an accepted kind of couple at the moment, I guess. Yeah. I know. I do feel like that this kind of was a tidal wave for the whole episode. Like, I feel like there were other things that they didn't get to address as fully because of the whole million hugo situation like they only had 45 minutes or whatnot like louise for example yeah like keggy and spencer louise yeah uh, alice and proudlock there would have been more throwaway scenes about those other plots if we had the time but you know what it was a perfect episode so we didn't even need those perfect episode (laughs) 10 out of 10 okay of the perfect episode what was your favorite moment i mean every scene right but I think one of the scenes I really remember laughing at was when Ollie finds out about Gabby's hookup. <laughs> and like I, I mentioned before, and this is the way he like mentioned passing the Gabriella torch. We all, <laughs> it's such a loaded... It was, he was very... Ollie's a very kind person. Yeah. And, he, and he doesn't... He's very kind to Gabby. He is so kind. He was upset at first, but... He's not talking crap about her. He's not being rude about her. Yeah. He doesn't want to humiliate her. And just like the way he delicately phrases it. Yeah. Like, pass the Gabriella torch and then like Cheska and Vicky have like knowing looks. Like, I just thought that was just like a very classy way. I don't know. I just thought it was really cute. It was classy. No, I 100% agree that Ollie is an incredibly kind, fair person. Um, which just goes to show when he does get upset, there's a reason. Yeah. Like Gabby was, when he did get upset this season, he was completely within his 
his right to do so. And even when he did, he was like, I literally have nothing to say to you. Like, it's not like he went off on her. He was just like, I'm done. Please leave my life now. Yeah. So what about you? What was your favorite moment? So also around the Gabby Jamie thing, um, but it was on the rugby field when Jamie admits to sleeping with Gabby and he clearly just didn't want to tell anyone. And Hugo was like, I'm going to tell everyone. (laughs) Um, And then also, I'm going to name a second one, but when Francis knows exactly what the guys got him for his birthday and his (laughs) night goggles. (laughs) So cute. That's so funny. So funny. He's like, what? I can use this everywhere. I can use it at work. <gasps> night, goggles, night vision goggles. Surprised you didn't have... Well, I guess it wasn't a great Millie Hugo episode because I thought you'd pick one moment with them, but... Okay. Yeah. So if it had ended nicely, then for sure at the bar when they were being so touchy and so cute because they yeah, were that like... that was so cute. So cute. But like it ends in such a bad place and it's so scuzzy. It's tainted. Yeah. It's so tainted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't get any enjoyment out of it, but... Yeah, obviously they have undeniable chemistry and they're so, so sweet. Just like the casual touching and like she's trying to resist it. Oh, so sweet. So, Lindsay, what are we listening to this week? Yeah, this week was kind of a downer for my soundtrack list. (laughs) But I'll add that I heard a few Beirut songs. I don't know if you remember them, but that guy's a really distinct voice and like a big band from that time. And there's also two really emotive moments with Likey Lee. Is that how you say it? Likey Lai? Likey Lai. I like her. I like her too. I like her voice. She's a really good singer. She reminds me of Keggy a bit. I feel like Keggy could have been like her if she, her music had oh, like taken off. That's so sad. You're right. Yeah, but there was this song, Love, Lo- Love Out of Lust with Millie Lee. And then at the end with Keggy and Spencer, Sadness is a Blessing. I don't know that many songs of hers. I know a couple, but neither of those ones. So, interesting. Like Possibility, that's like, I think, her biggest song. Yeah, that one's good. What's the fun fact of the week? So, our fun fact of the week is related to last week's question about who Rosie dated. So, it was not Alex Turner of Arctic Monkeys, but she did date Miles Kane of The Last Shadow Puppets. So, oh, the last shadow puppet. Yeah. So similar vibe, and the guy kind of looks similar, but yeah, not Alex Turner. Yeah, there's so many of those like Arctic Monkeys, like wannabe bands. I think Last Shadow Puppets were like that. Yeah. But you, yeah, you don't really know who Rosie's dated. Like, she definitely, she, okay, so she was quoted in an interview once saying, like, oh, the type of guys I would date wouldn't be like acceptable on like on made in chelsea essentially Oh, because you're so badass rosie <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting to think about because rosie seems like the most mic of the mic crew at this point like she's very posh and yet she's the one who dates rock stars it's just interesting to who would who probably would refuse to be on the show <laughs> oh for sure i hope so <laughs> yeah i don't like when a star of the show like that like because she stays on so long would have that attitude her life is above the show it's like then don't be on the show <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know what mark francis says that all the time true uh what about what's our fashion moment this week so obviously our fashion has to be the costumes for the party like and and mostly because they didn't really seem like costumes. Like, it genuinely seemed like they put in the effort and just looked fantastic. But the guys didn't look silly. They looked normal. The the women looked 
amazing. Like Millie's outfit, Kagi's dress, gorgeous. Just yeah. The only thing I didn't like was Cheska's headpiece. I think that was a little over the top. <laughs> oh my god! And I didn't like Rosie's flower headpiece either, or not flower, um, feather headpiece. I thought it looked silly, but but Gabby looked really good. I liked her black headpiece and her black dress. Yeah, I thought Gabby actually looked in general looked quite good in this episode. Her hair looked better. She got she did something to her hair. Yeah, yeah I think she straightened her hair or something. She got straightened it, and I think she got highlights because before it was kind of like really curly. Yeah, so this is technically our season finale, but of course with MIC we get one bonus episode at Christmas time, which I have to say is such a nice tradition because I remember when like when cable TV used to be a thing and there would be such a huge gap. It was. It was a gap, yeah. And with reality, like it makes sense to check in. Like yeah. now they do more, m- much more frequent seasons, I think, um, or the gap isn't as long, but... I love that they do a Christmas episode. So obviously next episode we'll be talking about the Christmas episode. Huge, another huge episode. Did they show the next time on? I didn't see it. No, I don't think so. I didn't see it. Yeah, because there is like a bigger gap here. So they probably hadn't filmed it yet. Yeah. But essentially next week without giving too much away, obviously those diehard MIC fans will know exactly what we're talking about. They go to Sweden? Finland. Norway? Finland. They go to Finland and something massive happens. Huge. So we're back to uh, focusing on Spencer and Kagi more, but we'll also deal with the fallout with Millie's speech and Rosie and everything for sure. Yeah. And I remember maybe want to go to Finland. That definitely didn't make me want to go to Finland. <laughs> Just snow. We've got that here. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> All right, well, we'll catch you guys then for our Series 2 finale, I guess, for the podcast. Oh my goodness, Series 2 finale. All right, bye guys.